Welcome to the Nole Family Podcast, dedicated to Novak Djokovic, a tennis champion, philanthropist, humanitarian, and all-around good guy and role model. And of course, to the Nole Family, the legions of fans worldwide who cheer and support and love Novak through all of his exploits on and off the court, and of course, share that across social media with other Novak Djokovic fans. Uh, we come to you one week following the Australian Open Championship. Of course, Novak gets his his uh, 17th Grand Slam Championship and his 8th Australian Open, of course, 8-0 and in, in, Grand, in uh, Australian Open Finals. So perfect record there, really astounding the way he's done in Australian Open, his success there on Rod, Rod Laver. Um, of course, it wasn't easy in the finals. Uh, Novak had to fight back from a two-set-to-one deficit, something he's never done before in a Grand Slam final. Um, and certainly an emotional week, again, with the with the death of Kobe Bryant. Emotional for Novak in particular. Of course, sports fans are worldwide, but Novak with a particular relationship with Kobe, um, particularly during the time when Novak was fighting back through his struggles, both on and off the court, and had an elbow injury in 2017 and 2018. Developed a rapport and a relationship with Kobe. You know, Kobe was instrumental in kind of helping him fight through those difficult times. And so, difficult time for Novak here emotionally, knowing what happened last week, but I think it was certainly poignant. Novak wearing the the sweats with the numbers 24 and 8, the, the numbers that Kobe Bryant wore in his career with the Los Angeles Lakers. And, of course, it's very poignant that Novak wins his eighth uh, Australian Open and win, actually wins 24 games in that finals match. Uh, this Again, those two numbers being very significant to Kobe Bryant. Um, now, looking at the, the tournament overall, Novak had a pretty easy run through the tournament. Uh, everything just about straight sets, except he dropped one set early in the match, but pretty cru- easy cruise through the, the tournament into the finals. But uh, Novak got all he could handle from Dominic Team. Team certainly one of those next-gen guys who is certainly seems poised to win a Grand Slam soon. He's been to three finals, hasn't won one yet, but seems to be getting closer. He's certainly done a lot of work to improve his game, especially beyond clay, which was seen to be his best surface. He's much more competitive on hard courts as well now. But, uh, of course, getting to... A couple of Grand Slam finals in the French, um, losing in three sets the first time to Nadal, losing in four sets his second finals in the French to Nadal, and then, of course, going a complete five sets against Novak here. Uh, Novak looked really sharp to begin this match, um, certainly got up to an uh, early break uh, at 0-1, um, and then he got up 4-1 in the first set, and really... Um, dominating the points, you know, typical of what we've seen of Novak when he's been sharp, especially at the Australian Open, just, you know, getting in, inside the baseline, dictating points, taking time away from his opponent, not allowing Dominic team to, to take those big swings and load up on those shots, just not enough time to set up for those shots and generate the power that he likes to generate on his ground strokes. Um, now, I think, you know, Novak got up, uh, you know, three love here in the first set. Um, there were a couple opportunities Novak had to maybe get up a double break and wasn't able to break through. Um, at, at 0-3 in particular and at 1-4, he had opportunities to get breaks. He, he really pushed Dominic Team. I think every every service game for Team went to Deuce in this first set, I believe. But um, he failed to get that double break. And I think to some extent that gave Team some confidence and helped him stay in the match, you know, uh, mentally, I guess. And uh, he was able to start getting more comfortable in his strokes and Novak got a little bit sloppy, um, you know, serving at 4-2, uh, missed a couple of balls in that game and gave, you know, Dominic the opening. He was able to pull through. He got it to 15-40, and then Novak made an error back with the backhand. So, again, pretty dominant uh, break here for, for Dominic team. Gets it back on serve. He's able to get it back to 4-all. But then, of course, at 4-5 uh, at team serving, 
um, Novak gets the break, um, and that allowed him to, to again take control and get that first set. So it, despite letting the lead slip away, he's able to bounce back at at five four five or five four in Novak's case and get the break and then take that first set. So very fortunate there. If he if he lets that first set uh, get away from him, could have been trouble given the fact that he lost so much energy in those second couple of sets. So of course the second set was close. Um, on serve at four all, it's kind of a different, a mirror image of the first set where in this case instead, um, you know, Dominic Team's able to get the early lead. Uh, Novak bounces back to get it to even. But late in that set, again, same thing here. Now Novak had the issue with the time violations and a little bit upset with the umpire here for calling those back-to-backs. I think Novak was understanding that he would get a time violation. Again, there's some discretion from the umpires. Typically they let the these guys get a little bit of discretion if they're into their, their serving motion. But again, calling it by the letter of the law, I think Novak understood getting one violation. I think he was a little bit upset by getting two back-to-back. I thought that was a little bit uncalled for. But again, that's you know, there's some discretion, some inconsistencies from one umpire to the next. So difficult spot. But it was a big point in the match. And I think that was, again, one of uh, Novak's contentions. At, at that critical point, he maybe show some discretion with the players. Um, so team gets that late break and gets the second set, evens things one set all. And then, of course, Novak, for some unexplained reason, really lost his energy. Um, he wasn't really sure what, what was the cause of that. He, he had done things very similar to what he'd done in all the preparation for his matches. Um, you know, felt the same preparation, felt the same coming in, but just completely lost his energy. I think in particular on his service games, I think you could see the velocity just came. He had been serving so well throughout this tournament particularly his velocity and particularly on second serves, his velocity was way up over last year. And it was, it was hard, to, hard to fathom why he had lost so much energy and velocity on the serve, given the way he had served all throughout this, this tournament. But team's able to take the third set pretty, pretty handily at 6-2. And then, of course, but you can see Novak late in that set maybe start to get his footing a little bit. His energy was improving late in the third set and then into the fourth. Um, in the four, you can see in the fourth set during the breaks, you know, the doctor in the medical timeout told Novak they felt like he was just dehydrated. So he's trying to drink a lot of liquids, all those different potions that his team comes up with for him to drink during the match, you know, eating some bananas, dates, um, that kind of thing to try to get his energy back. Um, and again, Novak, uh, you know, he was just fighting through it. He stayed on serve. He got a, a break um, in, the, in the fourth set and was able to parlay that. Now he's got a, he had a a break point against him um, early in this set, but he was able to do a nice serve and volley, something he's not really accustomed to or doesn't do often, but he felt like maybe the element of surprise was needed. So he was able th- to fight through those break opportunities um, and, you know, and keep Dominic team from getting up a break, which could have been really, you know, strong for team having been up two sets to one, getting a break in the fourth could have really given Dominic some confidence. But um, at any rate, um, again, three, four, um, Dominic team serving at 15 love. He nets an easy drop shot forehand, gets it to 15 all. Um, at 15 all, Novak hits a big forehand service return cross court, uh, gets it to 15 30. Um, at 15 30, team double faults. Um, he's able to save the first break point, but then at 30 40, uh, again, Novak has a big backhand return, tremendous shot, and then team hits the forehand long. So, again, a, a, just a tremendous serve to get it back deep across court into the, into the uh, Dominic's side and then team hits it long again forcing a shot under pressure and Dominic team hits the forehand long so Novak's able to get that break then he has to serve out the set of course at 5-3 um, and if I, a very impressive service game he had a 
backhand volley for a winner at 15 love. He had a um, forehand slice on a short ball to get it to 30 love. And then um, Dominic Team hits a return long to get to 40 love. And then Novak gets an ace to finish out, you know, in, in fine fashion for the end of the set. So Novak gets it back to two sets apiece. And then you could certainly see that the pressure was going to be back on Dominic at that point because, again, Novak's been in this situation a lot. Going to five sets in a Grand Slam final is nothing new for him. Certainly you would think he would have the advantage. He's been on a tremendous run in tiebreakers all together, uh, in five-set matches, rather, altogether. He's been you know, tremendous throughout his career. So you had to think the, the pressure would be back on team now, having had a two-sets-to-one lead, and it would be sort of you know, pressure back on him to since he didn't have a chance to close out that set or didn't, wasn't able to close out that set in the fourth, uh, that match in the fourth set. So it really kind of favored Novak going to a fifth set. Um, at one all, team was serving. Um, he had defensive rally by Novak and then team hits the ball long to get to love 15. Um, at 30 all, after a long rally, Dominic team nets a forehand slice. So again, it gets it to 30-40 and has a break point. Um, at 30-40, Novak hits a big cross-court forehand um, Dominic team hits it long on the forehand. So again, Novak gets the break, gets up two to one, and then serves, you know, to con- consolidate that. Um, again, it, it, and this is a game again where it, a second for the second set in a row, he had a break point against him. This was at break point number two. Novak serving volley, uh, backhand, uh, forces backhand pass up the line for team. He had a pretty good look at it, but team hits the backhand pass long. Again, just putting pressure on team, maybe catching him by surprise. And then Novak's able to bounce back and, and win that game. So, again, very impressive. Novak goes on to, to hold out and doesn't get broken serve and is able to get, get through this. When he served to close out the match, um, team hits a forehand winner. So, a love 15. So, team had a little bit of you know, hope there getting to love 15 on Novak's service game to, to close out the match. But um, from there, Novak was pretty dominant. He hits an ace wide to get to 15 all. Team hits a miss, hits a forehand long, the 30 15. Um, and then at 30-15, um, team hits a backhand up the line. It misses wide. He was not great on that shot all throughout the, the match. And 40-15, and then uh, Dominic team, after a long rally, hits a, f- a forehand, overcooks it a little bit, and hits it wide, and that's match point for Novak. So, again, tremendous match for Novak, just fighting through it, getting himself back to a position where he could be competitive in the match again and just kind of get his footing back. Um, always pleased to start off the year in such a great note. Again, it was tremendous. You look at the what he accomplished both here and at the ATP Cup. What a tremendous January. You would th- certainly think he would take some time off before uh, getting back on the court, and certainly well-deserved. Um, pretty good while between now and the French Open. So looking ahead, you know, I certainly hope that this year Novak could get at least a couple of grands. My, my ideal scenario for, for Novak would get to be to get a minimum of at least two grand slams, um, have Roger get none, so that way he would kind of cut the lead in half and get to at, at no worse than 2018 by year's end. So getting the Australian Open, you think Novak would certainly have a good opportunity to get at least one, maybe even two more Grand Slams before the year is out. Uh, but it will be, you know, there's, there's no, no certainties in this sport. You have some younger guys who are starting to play better. Now looking at the French Open, I certainly thought last year uh, Novak had a decent shot. The way he dominated Nadal at the Australian Open. I thought not Domin- Novak would have a decent shot to win the French if he got into a you know, matchup against uh, Nadal, for instance. But certainly the conditions in that match he played in the semifinals against team made it very difficult. The five-set loss to team in the semis. 
Also, the fact that there was a delay, Novak would have had to come right back and play Nadal in the finals a day later. So I think just the, the schedule, the delays, and, and the conditions made it very difficult. But I thought Novak you know, accounted very well for himself at the French last year, getting to the semifinals and nearly getting through to the finals against Nadal under difficult conditions. Um, so I th- certainly think he has a fighting chance there. Look, I think you got to say anytime Nadal, is, as long as he's relatively healthy, anytime he goes to the French, um, he's going to be the favorite. I think team is probably the number two favorite in the minds of most. He, he's been to the finals two years in a row. But I certainly don't think that uh, Novak, you can count Novak out. I certainly think he, he really has um, a, a decent shot as anybody to get to, to get a challenge at either of those two guys for that, that tournament. And, of course, Novak only has one French Open back in 2016. I certainly think he'd like to add a second to that. That would give him at least a, a two of every of uh, every slam, of course, so that would be an impressive number. But at any rate, um, you look ahead to the year, you look at that, and then Wimbledon, um, certainly two that would favor Novak, and, and then back on the hard courts to the U.S. Open. So I certainly think Novak has a, an outstanding chance to get to get at least one, maybe even two more uh, Grand Slams this year. Of course, the other fight, the other quest for Novak is that record of most weeks at number one. Of course, he stands in third place. He's not far out of second place there. About 35 weeks or so, 34 weeks uh, be, behind uh, Roger Federer's all-time record, a 310, I believe. But um, he gets back to number one with the win here at Australian Open. So he's certainly in a pretty good position. He didn't play a lot following Australian Open last year, so not doesn't have a lot of points to defend in the near future. So I think certainly you feel good about his chances to stay number one uh, for a good long time this year and to make significant strides toward taking that record as well. Novak has said, you know, he really needs to get that record within the next couple of years because uh, if you look at Novak, um, you know, after the next couple of years, I think he really wants to pull back his schedule and start really focusing just on the Grand Slams and some of the, some of the, the you know, the tournaments that will help him prep for the Grand Slams. But I think in terms of a full schedule, I think he's going to pull back fairly substantially in the next two years after the next two years are over. So I think he's got a pretty good window, though, of two years to try to get that number one record and and move into a little bit of a lighter schedule beyond that, really focusing on the Grand Slams. So certainly a good year. Uh, again, thanks to all the Nole family for sharing all the information, the photos, the, the love and support, the analysis, and etc. Just statistics, all the things that help make this experience of watching and following Novak, uh, Novak more enjoyable and more... Um, you know, more enlightened, so to speak. And uh, again, try not to let the negativity out there on, on Twitter get to you too much. I know there's a lot of fans who are, uh, I guess, people who are anti-Novak, who, who tend to take shots at him all the time. But it's, it's so certainly Novak is a positive guy, and uh, follow that lead. Don't let it get to you. We, we, we know what our champ is all about, both on the court and off, and what a great guy he is. So don't let that bother you too much. Again, we'll be following up with uh, additional podcasts as we get closer to the French Open and uh, throughout the season. Till then, we'll, we'll talk to you later.